Grow CFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using Grow CFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the Grow CFO show. And Dan Wells is sitting with me because we've reached episode 100. Welcome to the 100th episode of the podcast, Dan. Hello, Kevin. Hello, everybody. What an amazing achievement. I'm really proud to be featuring in this episode. Such an exciting milestone. So on my other podcast, the next 100 days a few weeks ago, we had a, a podcast expert, Tom Schwab from Interview Valley, and we were talking about how there are so many podcasts out there, what the average circulation of a podcast is. And said he said, basically, you might see that there's one and a half million podcasts, but remember that only 20% make it past the 10th episode. So we've done pretty well, Dan, getting to episode 100. He also said that the average downloads for a, a particular episode usually were around about 200. Well, we're well past the 200 mark for each of the episodes of our show. So we must be doing something right after two years. Absolutely, Kevin. It's great that we've got so many out there with such wonderful guests. And I guess, yeah, start by saying a huge thank you to all those people, including yourself, who have taken the time to help record them and really pleased to hear so many people are listening it's making such a big impact in the community yeah but I'm, I'm just thinking back down to two years ago in fact it probably goes beyond two years ago what there was a vision i think you're back in kpmg and you're itching to do something else so what was that vision originally it's a very good question kevin so yeah it's probably more like sort of three three and a half years ago now the time has certainly flown by but um but yeah i i remember Sort of talking to lots of people in the CFO community, whether they were in the role already or aspiring to be in the role in the near future. And it just felt that so many people were lonely. So many people were sort of struggling with the same challenges that I, I knew from other conversations that their peer groups had already resolved. And actually, I just felt that lots of people were working incredibly hard, you know, making such big sacrifices, trying to achieve the same types of things. So it just struck me there was a big gap out there around sort of connecting everybody together and sharing stories, you know, helping one another to learn from, from each other's efforts. And also actually just really trying to build somewhere that people knew they could come and, and get a, an independent voice in the community that represented them and someone who really cared about trying to pull together all of the learning and development that is essential towards their career aspirations so i guess that you know, that was really the initial vision it was to stop people being lonely make sure that they can learn from one another and really sort of represent them within the community mm, yeah i do remember it must be about six months before we started the podcast i i ended up and it was it's actually the the very last workshop that i did face to face with a client before covid struck us and I ended up at the end of the afternoon in a Costa coffee after the workshop thinking, ah, I've had this guy called Dan Wells pestering me on LinkedIn. He wants me to give him a phone call. I better ring him up. <laughs> and I remember we had a long chat at the time and there were some synergies came about straight away, I think, Dan, because I'd been consulting for a long time. I was increasingly thinking, well, hang on a minute, clients are paying a lot of money for stuff that they could do themselves. They simply don't know about. And I'd certainly started teaching things in the classroom. 
around strategy, around cost reduction, and lots of things we do now in Grow CFO. And I was gradually collating a load of online material of my own. And I think as a result of that conversation, we decided that we ought not be competing against each other, but we ought to be getting on and doing something together since we wanted to talk to the same people. And I guess it's evolved quite a lot since then. It certainly has, Kevin. And I mean, I'm a big believer in trying to work with as many people as you can, as you know, to to really try and make that combined impact. I, I do believe that when you get people together and collaborate and really sort of share ideas and skill sets, you make a, a much bigger overall impact than you do if you try and do it alone. So, I mean, I think that when I look back to those early days, the thing that really struck me was the generosity and the willingness of the community to really try and make something like this work. Yeah. And, you know, actually it's, it's great to be in a business where you know that your membership really want you to be successful as a business and, you know, very much bought into the types of things that you're looking to do within your mission. So, you know, it's, it's worth reflecting actually on how grateful we are to all those people that have helped us along the way. You know, you, you don't start a community up and make the kind of impact we've made over the past three years. We've had an awful lot of support along the way, especially mm. in those early days. And, you know, yourself, Kevin, Catherine, you know, other people in the management team, the wider business, the professional mentoring team, and, you know, the community, you know, not just the CFOs, but also lots of other people in the ecosystem. We've, you know, our partners as well. I mean, we've had so many people provide so much input, which I know is really valued by the CFO community. And I, I want to take this opportunity to say a massive thank you to everybody. Yeah, and that goes from me too. I, I think one of the, the big things for me is meeting so many interesting and very, very, I suppose, people who just simply wanted to give something back to the community in general. And I've been very, very generous with their their time. And they, they've, they're all folk that, that bring a, a level of authority with them. Yeah, it's, it's a good point that, Kevin, because I remember when I first started thinking about Grow CFO, and it struck me that people work so hard to develop all their skills and really you know, be able to make such a big impact in their client base through their careers. But but certainly up until you know, we got the business going, I, I found that most people, they retire at the end of that. And then all that knowledge and experience was kind of lost. And you know, actually speaking to the, the next generation coming through, they were so desperate to be connected with those impressive individuals that had been there and done it all before. And it's great to kind of have a, a platform now where, you know, as you say, Kevin, those that are, are at the stage where they do want to give back can do so in a very sort of easy and leveraged manner. Um, but likewise, you know, those that are, are very willing to learn and on their way sort of up in their careers, you know, they, again, it's just very easy for them to access all that content and experience. Exactly. Exactly. So, Dan, 100 episodes. You must have a favourite. I do, Kevin. I have to start by saying, I mean, there's so many great ones and found it quite hard actually to pick one because the great thing about them is they cover such a range of different areas. And you know, when you look at all the different categories in there, I mean, some of them are around about you know, the CFO side, some of them are on the finance team side, some of them are you know, to do with the business challenges, some of them to do with the wider sort of overall community. Um, but actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick one that's to do with the well-being mini series that I know myself and Catherine Clark recorded together. 
And that was the one about, it was actually episode 95, which was how to make the best decision for you and your organization. And the reason this really stood out for me, and I think there's so many people out there, they've got this kind of dream role in mind. But actually, you know, talking to people, a lot of them don't necessarily feel that fulfilled within that role, or they've got too much pressure, or it doesn't balance very well with their personal life. And maybe the culture of that business, the way that decisions get made, and you know, the way that they are or aren't respected within their roles, you know, the general views on finance, maybe that's just not quite balanced enough for them to be successful in their role. So I'm going to pick out episode 95. I'd, I'd thoroughly recommend people have a, a listen to it if you haven't already. And I think it's a great, great example, actually, of how you need to make sure you're in a company where you can really thrive and you know, deliver a role that really supports you know, your values, your desired lifestyle. Um, and just really works for for you, your family, and and everything else that's important to you in your life. Yeah, and I've recorded a few podcasts with Catherine, and yeah, I think at, at that particular episode ninety five was a good one. But then go back and listen to the others that I've recorded with Catherine Clark, and Catherine has some brilliant insights. Quite often, what we've ended up doing is just chatting about issues that Catherine's finding dealing with her mentees and common things that are coming up, and we just go talk about it because if if she's chatting to three or four mentees that have got a particular type of problem chances are half her audience have got the same sort of problem so they're really informative and if i think about favorite podcasts as well and i always enjoy chatting with susanna serana davy who is another member of our mentoring team but susanna is writing a book at the moment in fact i've already got a podcast in the diary to to talk about the book with Catherine, so that'll be coming up with Susanna. Sorry, so that'll be coming up in the future. But we've covered so many different topics. But I suppose other things that people approach me to be guests, you find guests. I go out looking for guests, and one of the great things about the podcast is it allows you to have a conversation with some great individuals that you've never met before. And a few weeks ago, and this is my favourite episode. It's going to be episode 102, so it's not been published yet. So you'll have to tune in a couple of weeks' time for that one. Laura van der Kam wrote a book, 168 Hours. I love the book. I mention it every time I run Module 3 on our Future CFO program. And I thought, hang on a minute. I'll just drop Laura an email. Nothing to lose. Will you come on a podcast? I got an answer back from Laura, who's just about to publish another book. So we've timed the, we recorded the episode a few weeks ago, but we've timed it to come out about a week before Laura's new book release. And we talk about 168 hours, which we, which is part of the program regularly, but we spend about half the podcast talking about the 12 secrets that are in Laura van der Kam's new book. So tune in for that one. But Dan, nope. We've come a long way in the last two years. What's Growth CFO really all about? For anybody who's only just tuning into these podcasts now and probably hasn't seen us evolve over those two years, what, what, what's Growth CFO all about? It's a very good question, that Kevin, and you know, there's a lot to cover, but I'll try and keep it at fairly high level. When I think about Growth CFO, there's really kind of two things. There's the actual platform which is in a web browser and in our Grow CFO app. And then on top of that, there's all the, the actual collaborative programs that we put on. And so if I break it down into those two areas, 
I mean, the, the first thing it's all about is about having access to that platform so that you've got the grow CFO competency framework, you've got all the online courses, you've got access to the live events calendar with all the mentor-led workshops, and you've got access to all the different recordings, whether that's blogs, whether that's past webinars, whether that's the podcast series obviously we're talking about today, um, whether that's to do with the polls, whether that's to do with the research articles and so forth. So so the first half of it is very much about it being a you know, a very easily accessible resource where anyone, regardless of, of what level you're at, what role you're doing in finance, you can come onto the platform, you can instantly find things that are really going to help you. And that's regardless of whether you're an existing CFO, whether maybe you're an aspiring CFO who's one step off your dream job, or if you're in a wider finance team looking to continue to grow. Now, the other aspect of Grow CFO is the kind of collaborative side of it. So there's a bit of overlap in terms of the events within the events calendar. But actually, we've got a lot of separate programs and initiatives where people can sign up and really sort of fast track your developments. So a few examples of those, we've got various different programs. So we've got the Future CFO program for aspiring CFOs, typically anywhere from one career move up to around about four or five years away from your first CFO role. And we've got the CFO program, you know, where we're putting you into peer groups and getting our professional mentoring team to deliver the entire syllabus to you in a sort of really interactive, collaborative manner. And we've got things like the one-to-one professional mentoring, where you know, we're working with over a dozen mentors now. Um, and indeed, you know, we have lots of different boot camps as well so you know, some of them aimed at individuals signing up some of them for your entire finance team so so yeah kevin i mean there's an awful lot there and and when i think about the evolution of the business i mean what, what we spent most of the time doing over the past few years is designing all of those individual offerings you know making sure that we get lots of people through those programs getting lots of feedback you know fine-tuning things really making sure that we can make as much impact as we can. And in particular, making sure that we can make that impact in a very efficient manner, because we know the community are always busy, you know, there's never much downtime. And, and actually, you know, we need to make sure that we really value your time and give you as much as we can for every hour you invest in your learning and development with us. So, so that, that's kind of a summary of the different things that we offer. Now, when I think about the impact that we make, I mean, we are now, the membership's about 2,800 around that number today. It's growing very, very quickly, you know, quicker than it's ever grown before. And we are in over 100 countries, if I, if I think about you know, where those members are all based. But actually, what we're doing at the moment is identifying people that we can work with on a country by country or, or even city by city basis around the world to either deliver our programs or to help take us out to their local networks and communities. So you know, we've got lots going on in Asia Pacific. You know, some of you would have seen the activities, the great stuff that James O'Brien's doing out there. And we're having lots of conversations with people in Europe, in America, you know, Middle East and, and other parts of the world about doing similar things. And, and actually, there's, a, there's an open invitation there. If, if there's anyone that you know, has a network, you'd like to work with us to try and sort of make an impact locally through 
through your existing contacts um, or indeed if you know you're somewhere in the world you'd like to sort of get involved in helping to deliver our programs our initiatives to your local markets i'd love to have that conversation so we can move to the next level yeah and that's what's very exciting about the two three years to come there's still an awful lot to do dan and i suppose just to clarify for people that aren't that familiar with us and you can join grow cfo for free you can get into some of that content on the platform that Dan's talked about, but most of the training courses you need to upgrade to become a premium member. And the idea with premium membership is that if it's online, if it's self-paced learning, well, your premium membership effectively covers everything, everything we've got in there. Then there are the programs above that, which are mostly involve workshops, mostly involve some direct contact, content so there's a there's an extra charge to come along and be part of the programs because it's involving people's time but dan you know what's next there's some exciting things coming out i think there's an interesting ebook coming along and there's a lovely piece of research there is kevin i'll, I'll take the question in that order so starting with the ebook so we have spent an awful long time developing our competency framework we're delighted that so many people have used it already and we've got some great benchmarking data actually so you can compare how you rate against the different skills and competencies versus the community and so we're currently going through a process where we're upgrading the customer experience for that whole competency framework and alongside that we've spent a long time writing our first ebook which we are really looking forward to sharing with the community probably actually by the time people have listened to this it will be live and that's gonna what that basically does it's it's just over 100 pages so it's designed to be something that you know it doesn't take too long to read but at the same time it's pretty comprehensive and that really sort of talks you through more about what's involved in each of the different skills and competencies required to become a successful cfo and that's something you can use once you've mapped your skills and development areas from the framework into each of the different categories so that you can really focus on the parts of the ebook which are most relevant to your skills gaps so so yeah that, that's going to make a huge impact really really looking forward to having that now the other thing we've got coming out is the career routes to cfo research report and again this is something that we're very, very excited about. So we've spent a long, long time analysing 500 people from around the world. So we picked 100 people from each of the main continents and we have followed their entire career through to CFO. All of those people made CFO in the past few years. So it's very live sort of current data. And we've looked at how many different roles have they done you know where did they start their careers how long have they spent in each role you know what's the mix of experience they've got you know, we've looked at professional qualifications we've looked at the point in which they joined the company that they made cfo in so did they join as a cfo did they join in a junior role get internally promoted we've looked at the mix of large medium and small companies they've worked in We've really tried to analyze it from all the different angles to understand what are the sort of trends to becoming a CFO. You know, how many of them did audit roles? How many of them are from an investment banking background? You know, did they 
Did they spend more time on the financial controllership side of the business versus FP&A side, if we're in the finance function? And really, really looking forward to that report, Kevin. Definitely. Now, one of the interesting things, and having seen a copy of that, that report already, one of the interesting things for me is where, because we've got the competency framework and so many people have taken the competency framework and we know their strengths and weaknesses, their, their strong skills, their weak skills, now we've got in that report information that says, now, if you're from an audit background and you're looking to go to CFO, here's what we'd expect your strengths and weaknesses to be against the nine CFO competencies. If you're from a financial controller background, we'd expect it to look like this. If you're from an FP&A background, we'd expect it to look slightly different, but like this. And in every one of them, we can see that there are a different set of strengths and a different set of weaknesses. So it's just showing the power of the competency framework for helping people understand where they are and what they need to do to develop to get to the, the next level or the ultimate goal that they might have for themselves. That's right, Kevin. It's it's going to be really powerful. And you know, some people might be tempted to think that it's mainly relevant at the early stage of your career while you can still plod out your roots. But but actually, I you know, as you say, Kevin, it's really important not just in terms of making decisions about your next roles, but also to understand the impact of the roles that you have done on your likely existing skills and competency areas and and also i think it really brings to light the importance to find people that can complement your skill sets within your finance team so that between you you've got that kind of collective background and experience across different areas that you need so yeah really looking forward to that the other thing that actually is going to be coming up pretty soon and again by popular demand we have had an awful lot of requests from people who want to understand the average size of a finance team as a company kind of develops from a startup through to scale up through to a, you know international business and beyond and you know clearly that depends on lots of different factors you know for example how many countries are in the level of complexity how many statutory entities they have you know etc cetera, etc cetera. i'm sure you can think of quite a few off the top of your head and what we've done, we've done a massive amount of research in the industry to work out how those different finance teams have sort of evolved in size as the companies go through their life cycles. And we've been able to draw out the main consideration factors that really impact on whether you're in the lower, medium or higher range of finance team size, depending on the exact and complexity and structure of the business. So again, really looking forward to launching that report in the near future as well. And I think from a finance leader's point of view, that's an interesting one. And I, I don't know about you, Dan, but my gut feel is because finance is back office, it's often the last bit to be thought about when budgets are being dished out. And most finance teams in a growing organisation are constantly ask, being asked to do a little bit more than they're, they're actually resourced to do. We're giving the CFO the ideal document to go along to their CEO and say, look, here are our growth plans. Here's where we want to be in six months time, in 12 months time. Here's the size of finance team that is typical to those organizations. It's not just me telling you I need an extra person. Look, it's documented here. Here's the evidence. Now can I have the budget, please? It would definitely help, Kevin. And 
you know, it certainly will act as a trigger for what I think will be some very insightful conversations, because I think sometimes people don't have the confidence to approach those difficult conversations in the first place. And I also think that actually having that benchmarking data allows you to start to think about not only whether you've got the right size team, but, but actually if, if you are going to run with a lean team, you know, what are the other dynamics that need to be in place in the finance function to let you do that? So, you know, what systems you need, what level of automation do you need, how much you're going to outsource, you know, how much experience do you need in the team versus sort of numbers of people. So, yeah, I, I do think it's, it's really going to help, actually. And there's a reason lots of people have asked for it. So, yeah, very much looking forward and to it's, launching it. It's no coincidence that the, the final modules in the Future CFO program, eight and nine, are about creating the blueprint for your finance function and the first 100 days in your new CFO job, both of which are all about working out what that vision is and working out what, what finance is going to look like in your new organisation. That's right, Kevin. And I mean, just finishing off your question, you know, what's next? I mean, the, the other thing that we've spent an awful lot of time on recently, so the fundraising simulator, the virtual boardroom, you know, they're getting huge traction, really, really popular in the community. And there are two areas that a lot of people struggle with, because if you haven't had the experience, it's quite hard to actually get your dream job. But if you can't get your dream job, you can't get the experience. It's one of those catch-22 situations. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they are both fantastic examples, actually, of how the community has been able to work with us to design those offerings to help people across the line. Um, I do also really believe that the traction that we're seeing around their boot camps, so that's, if, if for people that don't know, that's the business partnering boot camp and the strategy boot camp. Again, I think that's going to continue. You know, I think there's an awful lot of people that, are getting huge value from those boot camps and you know whether that's at individual level whether that's for your entire finance function I'm, I'm really looking forward to having more conversations with people about that yeah i think those boot camps and as around about the time that this this episode goes out we'll be just about to launch the first business partnering boot camp that we've put out in a format where individuals from a number of different businesses can come along and join that boot camp rather than doing just for one organization I think that's going to be really interesting. And we've got the, we're taking bookings at the moment as well for the strategy bootcamp that's going to start up in November. Lots of CFOs have come along and said to us that they want to be more involved in their company strategy or that they find certain blockers in getting a decent strategy together or they find blockers in executing the strategy once it's put in place. So they're the boot camp is going to be all about those problems. And you can, you can read in textbooks how to do a strategy, but there are lots and lots of practical considerations about getting it done properly, getting it done in your organization, bringing the people along with you that we're, we're going to cover off in the boot camp. Indeed. So, Kevin, I think, I think sort of closing out for me, probably the thing that's made me proudest over the past few years is knowing that, you know, we've now got a fantastic resource where people can come to no one needs to feel lonely anymore you know there's lots of expertise that can easily be accessed um, and actually you know just being able to connect to all these people that i know are so passionate and generous about being able to share their experiences with those that need it so you know it, it's great to know that you know we have made big strides in sort of activating our, and, and actually delivering our mission to make sure that no one ever feels lonely or struggles alone in their role. 
Um, and as I say, I'm I'm really excited about ramping it up to the next level. You know, making sure that everyone that needs us has heard about what we can do. You know, making sure that you know we can have local offerings in each time zone so that you know, people can do things and um, wherever it may be and um, around the world and and actually it's just really exciting being able to to make such a positive impact on the community well way back down when we recorded episode one we had some ideas but i don't think we ever quite saw what we've got now i just wonder as we're recording episode 100 what we'd be talking about in episode 200 well, if there's anything I've learned over the past few years, it's that that will fly by the next hundred episodes. I'm sure. So, um, so yeah, I'm sure before we know it, we'll be on 200. But um, but again, you know, really looking forward to that journey over the next few years, continuing to deliver our mission statement and working with such wonderful people. Absolutely, absolutely, Dan. Thank you for coming along and chatting with me on this week's episode of the Grow CFO Show. Thank you, Kevin, and well done again for recording 100 episodes and amazing achievements. Thank you.